podcast market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Panda. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today, Tease? I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. My door is open. So if my dogs bark, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to train Bass not to be freaked out as fuck by my computer. She's doing a really good job. I'm really proud of her. What a good girl. Such a good girl. If only she would not step on my laptop, you know? I believe in her. Yeah. What's new with you? How's life? How are you feeling? Well, Tease, I'm sorry to inform you that we are in the 2020 My Little Pony Renaissance. Panda, it's 2021. That's what I meant to say. And I did see that trailer and kind of kind of excited yeah i was actually i was looking at something that had 2020 written on it because i need to clean out my office which is why i fucked up that year okay. but yes i am so excited for the 2021 my little pony renaissance i was like you know i like animated movies i was expecting to like the trailer but like i really liked that trailer i'm really excited i'm yeah 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 i'm gonna say yeah to that ponies we know that about your history with my minimal pony interest bronies i don't remember if you watched very much of the actual i watched like a good chunk of the first season at least i'd say i i know enough i mean that's when it was good anyway and i've watched god's perfect movies equestria girls so (laughs) that's true i unironically love equestria girls like way more you should, like no equestria girls actually slaps it's good it's good and i know you are big pony yes i was big pony and then over the years as what it's called generation four each for the listeners if for your whatever reason you're not familiar with uh my little pony in any way they they cycle out in and out of generations of of horses and they have finally left generation four behind and are now about to do generation five but i fell off the the generation four cartoon because it got less and less good like it was just not it wasn't fun to watch anymore so i just stopped and i made myself promise not to buy any more merchandise even when they put out a figure of my favorite character i almost bought a gen 3 pony at the thrift store the other day Ooh, yeah pony thrifting is fun pony thrifting is fun and she was in beautiful condition but I stopped myself from buying her because I was like, you're an adult and you cannot start collecting another toy line or else you will die. And there's also no room in your bedroom. However, I did find a book that I've been looking for. So I bought that instead and I felt What book? Uh, Please Kill Me, which is a history of punk rock. And it's one of the few books that I did not have of the books that I was like looking for that was recommended via No Dogs in Space, which is a music podcast that I really like and I talk about very often. And the book was just there at the thrift store. And it was something that I've been looking for for like the past three months. So I was like, nice. so <laughs> how fortuitous. Yes. And it usually goes online for about 17 to 20 bucks, but I got it for five. Hell yeah. I was pumped. So that was a pretty good find on my part. But Panda, have you been watching any new media besides getting really emotional over ponies or anything? I have actually sort of similar to ponies. I watched a cartoon recently called Centaur World, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it's 
I mean, I, I compared it to My Little Pony. I would say it's a little more closer to like Adventure Time in like tone. And that includes like, oh, like there is something there is a little bit something wrong underneath the surface of this candy colored world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's cute. It's a musical TV show. So like they have songs in the episodes. And uh, actually one of the actresses that's in the new My Little Pony movie that's coming out, uh, the one that I'm excited for is she's also she's the main character of uh, Centaur World. It's the the premise of Centaur World is that a a horse from like a medieval fantasy like war torn world accidentally gets transported into a like candy colored world of weird centaur creatures and she's trying to find her way back home to her rider and it's just really fun and i really i really enjoyed it like i thought it was gonna be good but then when i actually sat down and watched it like the animation is just like it is ridiculously smooth for the type of show that this is like Mm. i I find myself constantly amazed by some of the sequences of animation in the show, but just overall, I really enjoyed it. Is it kids animation or is it adult? Yeah, I mean, it's technically Y7, but like, I don't know, like, you know, I, 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 I actually, I almost thought that it was supposed to be more of a young adult show, but yeah, I don't know. It's in sort of a nebulous age group, which actually kind of gives it a, a little bit of a weird tone because I'm not sure who exactly it's for, except for me per- specifically. Like this show was made for me. I don't know why they put rated it out Peter there for Panda. everyone else. Yeah, rated <laughs> yeah. Peter Panda. Love that for you. So yeah, and, and I've also been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite, the new mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon MOBA, which you yeah. also downloaded. Have you played very much of it? I played two rounds and then I never opened it again. <laughs> We should we should play some time. I think it's very fun. It's fun. It is. Yeah, I've never played a MOBA before mm-hmm. this one, but um, I like this because it's Pokemon, and I like Pokemon. That's so exciting. yeah. Who who do you mean? Who do you mean? Oh, Cinderace. Okay. All the time. If I can't, if somebody uh, swoops in and gets Cinderace, I play Nine Tails, and if someone's playing Nine Tails, I'll play either pikachu or now gardevoir i've done a little practice with but after that i have not been in that situation so i like the bird oh talonflame yeah yeah talonflame's pretty i have like a a skin or like a a like outfit or whatever for talonflame but i don't actually have its like little card so i don't use it but i got it from like there's like a lottery type thing where you like as you get energy you can get like a random prize and that was one of the random prizes i got that's fun so if I ever play Talonflame, I have a, a fancy Thinking little outfit for him. Maybe I'll try again. It's fun. It's just effort. 10-minute games are too long. You know, I also feel like 10 minutes is too long. They have a, once you play enough, you can unlock a quick battle option. Mm-hmm. And those are like three minutes, which maybe. is a lot, a lot more breezy. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that far and play more what have you been consuming lately because we can't do very much still because it's also variant i have been to the movies 
Yes, tell me of your movie adventures. I saw Green Knight. I saw Pig. I saw Old. The beach just makes you old, Panda. <laughs> I Yeah, how do you feel about Old, Tease? The beach just makes you old. Yeah. And I hate M. Night Shyamalan so much. Did you think you were going to like this movie or did you no. know you were going to hate it? No. I thought it was so <laughs> fucking stupid. But me and my good pal, John, besides that, this weekend, I also saw on Tuesday, today's Thursday, I saw the Shiro Bako movie in theaters and it was transcendent because the movie yeah. here was me and two other people and it was exactly the audience that I assumed it would be. Me, miserable, non-binary lesbian, dumbass with way too many opinions about anime, a cis guy in his 30s who showed up late 15 minutes with a Chick-fil-A bag and yep. then a very quiet and very nervous trans girl. And I was like, this is exactly what I thought the audience for this movie would be. And even though there are three of us, it's still pulled through. And the movie itself was basically like the same thing that the whole anime was about, which is about girls making anime. But it was so exciting to see in theaters. And I cried the whole entire time because I love my girls so much. And I love that it's like about achieving your dreams and never giving up and still fighting like for what you believe in and not thinking that like the things that you wanted to do in high school are corny and lame when you're in your late 20s, like your mid to late 20s. And the series itself, they're all like 23-ish, like 23-ish, I'd say. And then we love a series about adults. Yeah. And then it jumps forward to, so the movie takes place four years later. So... 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. So like they're 27 and I'm turning 27 in like three weeks. So yeah. I was like, Ugh. like the whole time I was so emotional over it. Like, Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. It was, it was really fun. So yeah, here at the fresh podcast, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts. And Panza, do you have any fucking idea for a podcast? Well, I will point out that you did say here at the Fresh Podcast and not yeah. here at the Fresh Podcast Market. Here, it's okay, so we both fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I had a podcast idea in my notes but app, but I, I don't. I don't either. We could just keep Hold on. I'm going to try to think of one real quick. We can just continue to be a ding-dong podcast like we always are. That's true. We could continue to be a ding-dong podcast. Panda, what about a podcast where people tell, talk about their favorite piece of knockoff merch and Ooh. they talk about where they got it from, how they got it, what series it's from, what they like about it, what's wrong about it, too, I think might be really fun. Oh, you know, actually, I really like this idea because, like, the world of knockoff merchandise is so fun and weird. Agreed. And, like, it can vary so greatly depending on what mm -hmm. sort of media you're into. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. like, toys, there's such a huge knockoff market yes, of, like, yes. 
like toy fakes like i remember it like you know but uh, going back to my little pony like there were so many fake my little pony toys Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just it's so interesting and i've bought like fake toys before not necessarily realizing that they were real and that's a little sad but like it was never anything that was like i it's never like i got duped into thinking i bought like an expensive thing and it Mm -hmm. ended up being fake it was usually like little like small figures that once Mm -hmm. i got them home i realized like oh this is like somebody just made this oh i know you also have one of the lost ukulele figures don't you i do this and that's is, that's, that's, that's like a legit though. thing right yeah like no it's real like so cool the, what a piece of history to have the game just didn't do well enough and so they they didn't even end up selling the figures but yeah i love i love my ukulele figure I it thought, is incredible i thought it was uh it was trapped on a container that was never properly paid for so the container oh, you know, went maybe into that was auction it. and then it ended up in like Filipino five and dime stores or something like that. Wasn't that what happened? Wow. Author's note pod episode right there waiting to happen. Exactly. Like I think what it was is also like the fact that it didn't do well is one of the reasons they were not, they were maybe not trying that hard to find these bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I got mine. I actually got mine off of eBay. I looked over some like Filipino auction sites, but I ended mm-hmm. up going with one that was just on like regular old eBay. I love it because I, I actually I really like ukulele. It's a very frustrating game, but mm-hmm. it dings the part of my heart that loves Banjo Kazooie, and I'm I, I like that uh, I was able to grab one. But on the the side of a fake merch, one time I did own a a bootleg Mercy. It was based off the Nendoroid figure, and this is Overwatch Mercy. I I mm-hmm. owned a it was, and I knew it was a knockoff when I bought it, but I ended up gifting it to a friend of mine when I did get the real uh, Mercy Nendoroid. So nice, nice. The the small figures that I had that were knockoffs were uh, little Sailor Moon figures that I bought mm. in a mall, and they were you know the the Petichara figures where yes. they're like yeah I it was a, a few of those and I ended up giving them to a friend of mine. But what about you? What about I have from my childhood a knockoff Pokemon bank. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I keep all of my foreign currency in it now, but I've had it for so long that like actually the top is completely faded. But it has a very sad looking Pikachu on it. It says Pocket Monsters on it, and Brock, Misty, and Ash are on it, and a really weird Pikachu. And then on the back of it, it says Pocket Monsters with Pikachu on Ash, and it's definitely clearly like a knockoff redraw from the Butterfree episode. <laughs> and there's Evie, Geodude, what's the funny looking guy who was a fossil that has the pincher hands? Uh, oh, um, a Ghastly is on there, and a, I've a had Bucho? this bank Cabo maybe, Ka- yeah, Kabu something or another. But I like I'm just looking at it now, which is why you hear coins rattling around. But <laughs> I've had that thing since I was five years old. Wow. My aunt, who I am no longer in contact with, was babysitting me. And I think I've also talked about this before on another podcast. But I've had that like literally my whole essentially my whole entire life. And that same night, 
My aunt also bought me a metal knockoff Pokemon pencil case that I actually no longer have. And then a Sailor Moon clock that is like my holy grail knockoff toy item because I wish I could have it again. So what did it look badly. like? Let me see if I could find a photo of it. Because I've seen some knockoff Sailor Moon lamps before. <gasps> this is definitely what it's knocked off on, but it's Usagi Sailor Moon. And it plays the theme and she goes, hello. And it would play the theme when the alarm goes off. And it was like, I loved it. I loved it. I had it for so long. And it's very clearly like a knockoff. Oh, I've seen these before. I know. I want one again so badly. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) You sent me the link for it. It's $150. Fuck that. Yeah exactly there's like other ones for it that are clearly knockoffs that that's probably the one that i It's probably the one that you had this one's so cute oh my god tease blacks out and buys sailor moon clocks <laughs> i guess the thing like obviously there's a lot of modern knockoffs but i also love old knockoffs and i love like dollar store knockoffs where like oh yeah the the, the, the knockoff that you sent me is really cute yeah i love i just love like fun little knockoffs yeah especially because like they're usually made by people that are not familiar with the the thing that they are attempting to sell at all so yeah. like you get these like fun combinations of like i remember there was like there were these my little pony figures for g4 that had for generation four of my little pony not g4 the the gaming tv thing but there were these g4 figures that were knockoffs that had like the art on the box was like all of the main the main six ponies as like like celestia style alicorns and i like yeah it's always uh it's always a fun gamble i love that but i especially i also really love like vintage knockoff merch yes 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 but i feel like it'd be really cool for people to tell their stories of how they got this merch yes if they know anything about like the piece it's supposed to be knocking off how they got it uh, time period maybe because like for instance how I was able to be like my aunt got this for me I was xyz years old like I feel like there's always a story in buying knockoff merch or her how it kind of happens yeah like so. I imagine that so like I imagine that most buying of knockoff merch happens in person and there's always a story there like you're at a convention or like you get this from an oblivious relative or mm-hmm. oh my god I have like knockoff anime stickers that my cousin just clearly bought off of wish and his then girlfriend now wife was like oh my god it was such a good idea like i wish i thought of this for you and i was like ha 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 yeah thanks and i'm like looking through this like oh stolen baku deco fan art Ooh, <laughs> stolen bleach fan art Ooh, demon slayer official art but just made into a sticker and i was like is that hasunaru <laughs> i have i have something that you know i don't know if it is knockoff merch or Mm -hmm. if it could be considered that when i was in tokyo i when i was in i think it was when abby and i were in harajuku but i bought a they were these little it's a a moomin and snuffkin like they're they're it's two separate 
little like coin banks and they're like made of clay like they're they're like ceramic and i think they say that they're handmade so like i don't know if this is if this is kind of like knockoff merch because there there wasn't any there wasn't any like official moomin branding like i was literally like Mm -hmm. i bought them and they were just like wrapped in bubble wrap and put into like like just plain boxes interesting like they didn't have any tags or anything it was just in the store that i went into so i have no idea if they're technically official but i love them i i actually i bought the moomin first and then like as i was leaving the store i realized i like i was thinking about the fact that i left the snuffkin up there and i got so sad that i had to go i had to go back up there which included like the this store was like two levels so i had to go up the set of stairs and i but i went and i bought snuff king because i felt so bad about leaving was it in the shopping mall where the mandrake store was no it was not but i really want to go to that one mandrake so badly that one that's like the five like the fifth level oh yeah fucking mandrake is the most insane experience in the world funny tease goes to japan like being in a being in like a a a doujin store is like insane it sounds like it would be my enemy it's really fun highly highly recommend okay that's right the golden kami yes golden Golden kami for whatever reason the name was just not coming to my mind that was in ikabukuro and that's where the mandarake was that we went nice nice but yeah uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Would you, do you have a name for this podcast, Pan? Do you have any ideas for names? Hmm. Knock it off. That's <laughs> that's really good. I really like that. I don't know. I I I'm trying to think of something like knock off or bootleg something but i don't have anything bootlegging bootlegging i guess uh what's like what's like there's an official term for it right maybe contraband <sighs> contraband Ooh. what about like podtraband Pod mm, doesn't roll off the tongue well no, it doesn't. but can respect one of my favorite types of knockoff merch is when I'm at a convention and there's the booth that has like 15 million Pokemon plush and yes. there are so many of them that are clearly not official. Yeah, <laughs> I saw when I was at MechaCon, I saw a plush that was like clearly based off of the like beta Vaporeon design. And mm. I was just like, at first I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is this weird Vaporeon that has like pink feet? But I did some Googling and it turns out that it was like a weird interpretation of like the beta Vaporeon uh, artwork. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Those are you. some of my favorite. I like I definitely have a bootleg Pokemon plush because like they're just like they've introduced the sitting cuties line where they're doing basically every Pokemon from every generation. But Mm -hmm. for a long time, there were definitely Pokemon that you just could not get a plush for, even if they were your favorite Pokemon. And so like I have definitely bought bootleg Pokemon plush so that I could have my fave. I understand. 
I have a shiny Espeon plush, which shiny Espeon is like neon green. So, yeah. you know, That's you know, your girl color. had to have. You know it. It's got Alien Asia vibes. Cute. I love that. I think you win. I think you win this name. <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> a knockoff merch podcast. I'm Tease, and this is my good friend Panda. And we're here buying figures for ten dollars and thinking they're legit. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, Tease, I think yeah. it's time for us to Enjoy the good vibe zone. I don't know why that music worked and not the other music, but that's fine. Whatever. That's just how it is. Uh, Tease, what is something good that has happened to you recently? My mom came home from vacation and I'm really happy to have her home with Mr. A lot. Oh, yay. Where yeah. was your mom on vacation? My mom and Cork went to Maine. They go to Maine once a year in the, like the first two weeks of August. So they went to Maine for two weeks and it was just me and Bass and my good pal Noah stopped by for a few days. And oh, I saw was, that. Just miss my mom. Just, just miss my mom, you know? I miss Neen. Yeah. What about you, Pans? Well, hold on. I had one and... Now I gotta remember. You know, it wasn't this week, but uh, between the last episode we recorded and this one, when I did MechaCon, our our good pal Lily came and visited for the convention and uh, stayed with us for a couple days. And, you know, it was a super fun time. And it was nice having one more person to help at my, my con booth because that meant that when I wanted to go to the bathroom or go walk around or something, I wasn't just leaving Gwen by themselves to run things, which of course yeah. Gwen is super capable of doing it by themselves, but they're just not the most like social person. So it was I nice to get for them to have some backup there mm -hmm. while yeah. working at the booth. But that's, that's what I do with Chelsea Lily in London. Yeah. I'm like their fourth <laughs> table mate. <laughs> Bass just bit me. <laughs> oh, Bass, no. It's okay. I I know. I'm probably over. Like, she's rubbing. I think she wants me to stop. But, like, oh. too late, baby girl. This episode's almost done. Episode's almost done, Bass. No worries. But, yeah, MechaCon was really fun, even though I was worried about the Delta variant. But mm -hmm. I got, like, a plastic sneeze guard piece of, like, a panel of plastic to put in front of my booth mm -hmm. that had a little slot at the bottom where people could slide their money through and I could slide them their stickers. And mm. uh, a couple people actually, like, bonked into it, like, just not realizing it was there, I guess, and, like, went to go, like, hand me their money and, like, realized that they, like, bonked it. And that was kind of funny. Oh. But it it made me feel safer. I don't know if it helped, but neither Gwen nor I nor Lily has gotten sick. So nice. Yeah, love to hear it. Love that. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our program today, listeners. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you could do that at Fresh Pod Market. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impantanata. Tease, where can people find you online? You can find me. And my dumb little cat on Twitter at Vicuna. That's V-I-C-U-N-A-D. We also have a Tumblr, but is there any point in even promoting that anymore? If you have ideas for the pod, for an episode, or if you just want to give us a comment, shoot us an email at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. Yeah. 
And, you know, like, that also, if you just have something good that happened to you this week or recently and you just want to, like, you just want to tell somebody, like, we can... We can incorporate that into the good vibe zone, yeah. baby. You can join us in the good vibe zone and we can join all have good, good vibes. Zone. Yes. But yes, if you want to email us, you can do that at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, which yeah. I already said. Uh, if you want to help support the show, uh, the Patreon for my other podcast is ushnaicast.com and that helps support me, which helps support this show because I work on the show i guess mm -hmm. and if you liked our theme music that was called a sex sunset by hopefully not bad lip on soundcloud.com that's my wife gwen and our producer and you can find them on twitter at gwendolyn maria they have an ep on Bandcamp, and you can buy it and that also helps support us yeah 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 Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Panza. Everybody, it's time for you to put a t-shirt on and turn your light of your bedroom on because I've been doing this whole entire episode only with my bra on. Okay, bye!